With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates on today's show. I have a very special guest. Her name is Becky Parker Geist. Her last name is spelled G E I S T. And she is the founder and CEO of a company. I have a name. The audio just froze. So Okay, well, uh, I'm not actually sure it's if I need to re-log in or what, uh, but at the moment, it seems to be frozen on my side here. Um, oh, dear. Okay. All uh, right. I, I did not. Uh, once the introduction started, then I uh, everything else froze up. So uh, it looks like I'm still in the show. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to go ahead, um, and maybe I'll get some uh, directions in the chat or something. Uh, find out what that first question was. But uh, so I am Becky Parker Geist. Um, my company, Pro Audio Voices, is focused on audiobook production, marketing, distribution, and uh, it is uh, it's something that I I actually got into the audiobook industry back in 1981 when we were on uh, working with reel-to-reel tapes, uh, the big canisters, and we send them off from Talking Books for the Blind to Library of Congress in Washington, and they would get shipped back and forth. And uh, fascinating now to be at a point where uh, it's all digital, digital downloads. I literally, that's the first time I've ever been kicked <laughs> off of my own show. So sorry oh about my that. Gosh. At what uh, point did you, uh, did I, did I kick out? Uh, I lost you while you were in the process of, you. it seemed like you were, just wrapping up the introduction. I okay, didn't hear great. a first question. So. Okay. Well, I really apologize. So please continue. You got okay. you got to the internationally auto book production marketing complex and unusual products, right? Projects. Uh sorry. What was uh I where I left off? 
<laughs> oh, where I left off. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm really sorry. Please continue. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, when when I got started uh, back in '81, it was uh, it was a whole different different industry, and it's been fascinating to me to watch this development. You know, over uh, the last several decades, um, moving from you know where we where I started in it to um, cassette tapes to you know CDs, and now you know it's all pretty much digital download for the most part. Um, and I came into it from the theater side of things. So I, I started as a narrator. And that was, it was um, when I started doing talking books for the blind that I, man, I just fell in love with that, that process. Uh, so it, it, it felt like the natural thing for me to bring all of that, you know, my theater experience, my production experience, as I continued that over the decades to, um, to where I am now with, uh, you know, and starting pro audio voices. Um, one of the, oh, no, yeah. please continue. Yeah. One of the things that I, uh, the kinds of projects that I especially love getting into are the really complicated ones, the full cast music, sound effects, you know, really crafting this immersive audio experience. Um, we certainly do lots of single narrator and, and other kinds of, um, multi-voiced as well, but that's kind of my... Have you done any of those uh, complex or unusual products for podcasts? Because I'm finding that that's the case now. And like mine is very underproduced, as you can see. So I apologize. For that. <laughs> but some are super well-produced. They have uh, music, voiceover, yeah. all kinds of theatrical type of... Yeah, some of... Yeah, they are. Um, now, we, ha we haven't done that with the, the podcasts that we've done so far are they haven't leaned into that you know the hosts haven't haven't wanted to go that direction but because we have the experience in um in audiobooks it's it's something we could just shift over because it's just mostly a question of where are you going to post your audio you know there's a lot of potential crossover between audiobooks and podcasting yeah, and it's very, it's interesting too. Just my feel from talking to lots of authors, their narrator is very important. My last uh, yeah. person that I had on, uh, Dugard, who sold 20 million books, is able to really get good actors. He liked this guy from the UK who was on Harry Potter. But I'm finding more and more in the last two, you know, since I've been doing this for two or three years, four years, yeah. uh, that's an important component of the production of the book is the audiobook. Yeah. You know, the it, it's it's one of those things I, I've talked with people and, and even there are some other production companies that that really push to have the author narrate their own work. And while I could say, well sometimes yes, sometimes they've got those skills, you know, but it's a whole different set of skills. And the assumption that the narrator or that the author is going to be the best narrator for the project, I think is a really a false one. You know, it, it's on a case by case basis. It really should be taken a look at if the author is inclined in that direction. Cause yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people who they're not that comfortable with it, but they feel like they're supposed to. And you know, then, I've been finding that more and the bigger authors are getting professionals. 
taught themselves. Yeah. Smaller, yeah. smaller guys, but um, yeah. Are you familiar with the stat that this is almost reaching parity, where the sale of the hardcover paperback and Kindle are the same as the audiobook? I have not. Uh, I'm not familiar with that stat, but it doesn't surprise me, really. Yeah. What I would, I, and there's actually a thing about this that. Uh, that I'm really passionate about and I, I just want to touch on, and that is the, is what happens for the author in those, in terms of those sales, because I feel like we've come to this place where like, this has kind of been over my lifetime where indie publishing has sort of had this, uh, had its start and its growth. And now it's, uh, it, it's a significant uh, indie publishing, you know, may have even at this point surpassed where traditional pu publishing is. Right. But the models and the platforms that we have are all based on sort of that traditional publishing model where the publisher is handling, you know, the um, the editing and the all the graphic design and all of that stuff that goes with it and doing the marketing, right? They're putting out the expense. And so it makes sense for them to take a big cut, you know, to recoup their costs and make their profit before royalties get passed on to an author. But that's not really what's happening in the indie publishing world because in that version of things, it's the author who is putting all the time in doing the marketing paying for the the editing and everything and yet the platforms that we have available to us and the retailers they're still taking they still take the biggest piece right so it feels like we're in this this especially challenging place right now and it's mm -hmm. something that at pro audio voices we've been uh you know been wanting to provide a solution for with at least in the audiobook world and we're we're just about to roll out uh, Amplify, which is a program. It's a direct sales program that lets authors sell their book through that platform, earn really high royalties, the, the bulk of the royalties, and then uh, and also have more control, which they don't have right now, because if you know. As an author, if your book sells on Amazon, they're not going to tell you who's, who bought it and their email address, right? There's no way for you to contact them again. Um, as we know, that's, that's valuable information, which is why they keep it for themselves, you know. But, right. yeah, this is, you know, but we're rolling this out so that we can, you know, provide the kind of control, the kind of royalties that we feel like indie authors really deserve. Um, so I'm really excited yeah. about that. And you, and yeah, that's great. Do you know what the the payout is from Amazon for an audiobook to the author and to Amazon? Yeah, yeah. So uh, they claim that it's uh, either 25 or or 40 percent, uh, depending on whether you go exclusive or non-exclusive. They don't say of what. They don't say. You know, so you make this assumption, and I think they count on everyone making an assumption that it's of the retail price, but it's really of whatever they sell it for, 
Uh, and it's actually zero to 40% because if they give it away as a teaser to become a subscriber, then you don't get anything for it, right? But they choose that. They get paid for the subscription, but they're not paying the authors for their books. So it's really hard, especially on Audible, to be able to get any kind of... Um, any kind of, uh, you know, royalty return unless you're selling re a really high volume of books. Of audio books. Yeah. What do you think that this is where you get that uh, prime level of return? How many books do you think you have to sell? To sell on, on Audible, well, you on mean? Audible, yeah. uh, at least a thousand, maybe, you know. But it's going to depend. There are so many factors. They will vary... Like they have a factor that includes how long your book is. And then there are, they have many different ways of selling your audiobook. So depending on which category it falls into, how long your book is, there's a, you know, they have quite a complicated formula. Um, but what I have seen consistently is that when authors on, uh, hear that they're going to get, let's say 25% because they want to go and distribute wide, which I recommend, um, they look at those reports and they say, well, wait a minute, I sold, you know, 100 books, but it looks like I only got like 25 cents per book. You know, and you, how does that work out? You know, it's, it's not, it's, I, I, I just really question what's going on there in terms of that formula because I feel like there's such a lack of transparency about it, you know? It's interesting. I mean, yeah. uh, especially with the amount of sales that are happening on these audiobooks. I think yeah. that they're significant proportion, yeah. especially if you're uh, selling. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Significant amount of, or you're a known author. Right. Uh, it's a huge component. And it's, variance, it's a very different from the Kindle. The Kindle's fairly flat. It does have variations in payouts based upon size, mm -hmm. but it's roughly 70-30. Right. And so with little variants and the print is a little funnier too, which isn't the same as the Kindle. And then the audiobook, they have their own pricing structure. Yeah. Which is yeah. pretty curious. Especially you know, it's almost like you said, it's almost like an archaism because now data is so easily transferred or transferred. Yeah. That they can't quite hit the Amazon or Audible cannot convincingly tell the author that that should be a component of the sale of your audiobook is based upon data size, in my opinion. Yeah, that's right. And then there's, there are other models and that, um, like a, a couple, I think it was a couple of years ago, may have been less time is tricky. Um, that, uh, that, uh, uh, find a way voices came out with, um, their authors direct or direct program. And I thought, great. That's what we've been looking for. Somebody to step up and offer higher royalties because, you know, the authors are the one who, ones who are doing all the work. And I do think it's good. But 
it really bothers me when they claim, you know, that they pay 70% and then they just leave it at that. And I'm always telling authors, like, ask the question, 70% or whatever percent of what, right? Because if you read their FAQs, you find out, well, actually, it's 80% of 70% of what it's sold for. Ah, that's not really the same thing, you know. Um, so how can you get the highest royalties? What's your advice? And then how can people maintain that control and not give it to a publisher or Audible, Audible, Audible right. or some of these companies, Amazon? Yeah, well, there's only one way that I know of right now, and that's with the program that we are just rolling out. Um, again, it's Amplify. called Amplify. There's an app that's being developed specifically for it. We're so close to rolling it out. Um, it's officially rolling out 1st of December. But that gives authors not only... So you get 65% royalties of whatever the author choose to, chooses to sell it for. They can do promotional pricing. They can do coupons. They have direct access to their customer information. You know, you know, when you talk about um, we talk about book marketing, right? And and probably most marketing, but I'm only familiar with book marketing. So, you know, we we know that email marketing, being able to reach out to your customers again, is really important. And from my perspective, I feel like it's really you know we're in this place of um, of we talk about community and how important that is. And, and we want the connection. And more and more, there's also, uh, sort of goes along with this, there's this growing uh, awareness on the part of consumers that it's really good to like buy local and buy direct. When you buy direct, your purchase is making a bigger difference than if you buy through some retail platform, right? So like when I go to buy a book, I might find it on Amazon or any other platform, but then I'll go try to find the author's website and find out where they want me to buy it, you know? And there's a, this growing awareness about that. So this is also a part of what, what Amplify is trying to drive home in the messaging there is like buy direct from the authors because you're, you're able to make a bigger difference. Right. So the money flows through to the author. Amplify will be an audible competitor right more closer to the ground so it would be the right. equivalent of buying from your local bookstore exactly. your local audio bookstore and exactly. then you, yeah. and so there's more connection there's more you get more something from that author so the, the authors right. are incentivized to go through you instead of audible they could probably right. do both but promote this amplify exactly and i encourage that because you know we don't want to like not be where our audience is I think it's important to be in a broad range of channels, you know, let's be on Barnes and Noble and on Audible and iTunes and, and all those places, audiobooks.com. And you know that you're going to be the one as an, as an author, that you're going to be the one that's driving the traffic to the places to buy for the most part, right? It's either through your email marketing or it's through your, you know, uh, social media posts, whatever, you're going to say, you know, where, where it's available. So use that to then drive them to your own page. 
And then you, you're earning these much higher royalties. I feel like it. we're trying to help make writing, being an author, like a sustainable occupation, <laughs> you know? Right, and often it isn't. Unless you're one of these big ones, I'm not one of those. You usually are, if you go with some of these old line uh, publishers, your take is, it's scarily bad. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, I was incentivized to become a self-published back when it wasn't as cool as it is now. Yeah. Just because... They offered me a terrible rate. It was like 10%. Yeah. Net, not growth. So it was like after right. they wanted to take their costs, it was nothing. I was like, oh, no, this is terrible. Right. They could give me all the baloney. You're a first time author. You, we're an unknown person. Therefore, we can't pay you. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. is an opportunity. This amplifies sounds good. That's right. Especially yeah. with the growth of it. it would, I had a really, I wish I could remember his name, but he sold 11,000 Kindle and 11,000 audiobooks. Wow. That's why I have that number, that parody number. So he was selling a significant audio book. But think about, and you probably know this, but the audience should listen. Think about the difference in getting paid. So he's getting maybe 70% of that 80% from Kindle. But on his audio book, strangely, he's only get, he only comes he's, back home with 35%. Yeah, he's not going to get very much. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's another another trick where the guy at the top yeah. gets the lion's share. So. It is, you know, and, you know, even just looking at, like, I've just recently been, you know, really taking a look as I'm, um, you know, sort of preparing webinars and stuff to explain what Amplify is and how it works and looking at the, his, from a historical perspective, you know, why we are where we are. But there's a, there's this complexity factor with audiobooks that the other formats don't have. So with a print book, you have an object, right? And with um, with an ebook, you have a digital object, even easier, right? With an audio book, it is a collection of objects. It is a collection of digital files, and you know your your cover image and your metadata is kind of all mixed in there. Um, but because of that, it makes the delivery of the product much more complex. So we can't just like sell it on our website easily as you might be able to, because more, you know, almost everybody has some ebook reader at this point because they're so common. But there's there are a lot of complications, partly around DRM and trying to protect your book from being just given away to anybody, you know. Um, Which has happened to me. It's a, ter yeah. it's a terrible event. When yeah. you find your book on on uh, archive.org with a thousand oh. downloads or library, which they just shut down. It's, oh, man. Uh, it's a little disappointing. It's depressing. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's, a you know, it makes it, you know, as we looked at, okay, well, yes, there are some other, there's some other ways to sell it kind of directly, but they have either you have to pay a, a you know, significant monthly subscription fee or you have to pay, um, you you have a clunky customer experience and that's no good because they won't stay there makes it too hard to listen to your audiobook if it doesn't bookmark where you left off for example you know 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So we recognized, okay, that we need, first of all, we need an app that's going to give a really good, smooth customer experience. And we need a platform where we can, we can give authors the control over their products. And so that's what we've been putting together. And it's coming together really beautifully. And I'm like, so stoked. (laughs) Cool. I mean, that's great. It's a great idea. I'm glad that you're doing something like that. I've seen something similar to that in application, not in an application, but websites like there's Gumroad, where you can sell Mm -hmm. your product as an author. But this seems Mm -hmm. to amplify, seems like the app for the audio book to do that as well with much more control. These yeah. big companies, man, they do the strangest things. I've had such an amazing uh, <laughs> history with Amazon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can tell you all kinds yeah. of horror stories. I've been in the game for 12 years. But uh, <laughs> when, you, uh, when you, what are things that people should know, you know, when you're an author doing an audio book, what kind of advice do you have for somebody who wants to get an audio book? Should they yeah. talk to you? How do they find the, the correct narrator? Yeah. What's the process? Well, I yeah. Well, I, and we are always loving to talk with new authors who are in, or authors who are interested in learning more about how they might get their book into audio. And, you know, and we love helping those folks. So please visit proaudiovoices.com and, you know, and set up a call with us. But here are some things that I think really are so important and are astoundingly so overlooked in our industry. And the first one of those is pre-production. So, you know, my my experience in talking with other authors who have also been produced and, you know, had their books produced in other places, you know, I what I see is that there is this kind of approach to an audiobook where it's like, okay, here's the manuscript, we'll get that read, boom, you're done. And our perspective is, let's take a look at your manuscript and see what opportunities there are to help this make, help, help make this something that will both be a really great listening experience and also help you leverage that audiobook asset as, you, as an author. So there's both sides of that. And that's one of the easiest ways to talk about um, what kinds of things we look for is if we're talking about nonfiction, although there's lots of opportunities with fiction as well. But with a nonfiction book, you often have, uh, let's say, you know, some other uh, either services or products or something that you uh, have available, right, that you'd like people to know about. So it would be great if they came to your website. So that's like a goal, right? Now, let's say you have a visual, some graph or something in your in your book. You could just omit it, and that's sort of a typical approach, or you could describe it. 
from our perspective, well, why not describe it, make sure they're getting the content that they actually should be getting as a, you know, as a consumer of this book, but also invite them to your website so they can see it, right? Um, and then there are um, things, even simple things like making sure that you're about the author is included. I'm amazed at how many don't include that. I, as a listener, I love those about the authors. I also love bonus material. I like I like interviews. You know, so we're looking at what are the ways that we can build this relationship, author to consumer, right to listener. Yeah, that makes sense. And you also, what kind of mistakes should you want to avoid to efficiently produce an audiobook? What would you recommend? What mistakes should people avoid? Yeah. So, well, one is not overlooking that, but uh, another is, um, you know, making sure quality really matters in audiobooks. And in some ways, I would make an argument that it matters even more than it does in the other formats. And here's why. Because when most people are listening to an audiobook, they are listening with earbuds or headphones. You're like, it is such an intimate experience. You're, that narrator is like in your head. You know, it's very intimate. And so making sure that your audiobook is really high quality really matters. Now, the industry has technical spec standards that are going to help with that in terms of the audio quality, but they're not going to help in terms of the narrative quality. Right. And this is where, you know, we were talking earlier about, well, should an, an author narrate or a professional narrator this is why, in general, I lean towards professional narrators because, you know, we've developed those skills. We know how to, how to keep a, a consistent uh, quality. I mean, there's, there's little things that authors can, may struggle with, little things like when you're in, you know, when you have um, your microphone, like keeping a consistent relationship with your microphone so that you're not moving all over the place or turning to the side. It's a little thing, but it makes a huge difference in your audio quality. And I've even been amazed at how, you know, we have, we do have authors who will narrate because that's important to them. Um, I've been amazed at times when I hear them read their own work and I go, wait a minute, that sentence actually didn't make sense. You need to stress this word for it to make sense, you know? And I, at first, I was the first time, few times I worked with authors in this way. I thought, I don't get it. Why don't it's their material? Don't they know how to read their own material? But then I, I, I came to understand that it's all coming to life very vividly and clearly in their own heads. It's a skill to be able to express it, you know, um, orally. So, right. yeah, a lot of those authors do not. Are, the reason they're authors is they don't have some of those theatrical elements to their yeah. personal, personal, personal voice or personality. All right. Too, which Absolutely. Really that. And it's, it is a talent. It is a skill. And I've seen a lot of actors are in these audiobook narrators for that reason. They've yeah. been taught to how to emphasize sentences, yeah. and things like that. That's why they were. That's why I, almost all of them are actors, actually. Yeah. The, really yeah, the best ones. Actors. Best ones typically are. And, and, you know, and there are also, there are some, you know, great voiceover people who are great at commercial stuff and not good at, at audiobook narration because it's, it's a long form 
and you have you know it's requires different skills yeah, and there does. are there are authors who are like trainers and and keynote speakers and they're really good with a microphone in front of an audience in in a booth it's a different thing first of all because you have to you're 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 speaking more like to one person not to a whole room of people the one person currently is the microphone right when you're actually doing the recording um but the intimate quality is different in terms of that tone than it is if you're front of a big room. I agree. It's a really kind of a storytelling skill. And there's a lot of hard words. Like I've done readovers and stuff. It's a lot, it's much harder than people would think. Like yeah. I've done history books. You can see my own podcast on the history books that I read and it is a challenge. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it is. Um, what do you think like people should find you? I mean, I guess a lot of these guys are fun, the higher end authors for sure. Are finding skilled, trained, some Shakespearean actors. What do you think people who are authors who want an audio book? And maybe this is a preceding question is should everybody get an audio book and, and how would they get a narrator? for that? Lucky land casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky, lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily appropriate for every book. Um, I'm Some of the ones that it makes less sense for are those that are really visual. And that's the main point is that like coffee table books often land in this world. But even that, excuse me, even that is um, not always the case. I, I'm working with uh, some clients right now. They have this beautiful, um, beautiful coffee table book. And there are also these short essays and they're having the essays uh, we're narrating those, but then also describing the images, which is really interesting for it's for the visually impaired. So it's, mm. you know, it's not a blanket statement, but uh, the other kind of the other genre that doesn't work so well as an audiobook is like a reference book where you're not really reading the narrative. You just, you know, like, would you read a dictionary? Nah, you wouldn't. Right. So uh, there are some exceptions, but um, other than that, if, if you don't get an audiobook created, just know that you're going to be missing a big chunk of your audience. Because a lot of people, that's all, that's the only way they're consuming books right now. And they're listening to a lot of them. You know, so many people I talk to, it's like, oh yeah, you know, I used to be able to read a few books a year and now I'm like... 20, 30, you know, they just like burn through them because they're able to listen. Makes a huge difference. I was just about to say everything you just said. Yeah. So people, that's exclusively now. They're not reading books at all. And for them, either they're either on a walk or in the car or they're very busy or on plane flights and they're successful, talented people. This is their time to right. get away. And also the audiobooks of the pleasant narrator is part of the atmosphere. Not just some droll guy r rambling on like me. 
but actually a skilled voice narrators. If your yeah. time is valuable, like some of these high power people, it's it's important. Oh yeah, absolutely. And in terms of like getting the, you know, your question about how about how do you get started with a, you know, with doing an audiobook? How do you choose a voice? Uh, what I recommend is that you actually get help with that. Here's, um, you know, from my experience, what we found is that we've had several authors who have come to us where they've already picked a voice. And so far, <laughs> so far, it's never worked out well. <laughs> Either it's we've had to recast or that's most often the case. Uh, uh, there was one author who uh, f found a voice. She had actually had auditioned a few. She picked one, had her record the whole thing. And then she came to us and she said, the narrator is asking for like direction and I don't know what to tell her. It's like, okay, this is, you know, one of the challenges to note um, that you could get yourself stuck in that position. But then also as we were, uh, hers was like for kids and we were adding in music and sound effects for this this uh, project. And as we started to add those in, it became clearer and clearer that the person who narrated it wasn't the best option. When I asked her if I could hear the other auditions that she had gotten, it was immediately obvious to me who should have been the choice. Interesting. You know, so having and and. It's not, uh, you know, again, it's like with narration. It's a, it's a skill that you develop. Like, what do you listen for? How are you listening for it? You want to hear how they're phrasing. Um, and uh, typically most who are not experienced with the casting process and what to listen for are listening to the, the sound of the voice. And, you know, I, I hear... Uh, I have a lot of people who will say, oh, you know, so-and-so told me I have this, I have this beautiful voice. I should go into, into narrating audiobooks. And I think, I think most people have beautiful voices. They're all very different, you know, but I don't think that, you know, whatever your vocal tone is, is a reason. It's, are you a good storyteller? Can you bring that story to life? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right, and each book is different too. Even nonfiction books, different styles, different genres. Fiction, nonfiction. There's, I mean, there's a voice for every. I'm sure for every kids' books. Yep, that's right. Yeah, and some who are great at at nonfiction, not so good at fiction, and and vice versa. You know, it's we each find our own niche, and you know, develop. And that's what pro audio voices does too: is try to work with the author to get. The right exactly. Thing, yeah, we have a whole casting process and a casting director who will meet first with the author and get a real feel for what it is that they're that they want for their voice. Uh, 
uh, and draws that out with many different, you know, kinds of questions to help help bring that out. And then that way, when she sends out the casting call, she can let the author or let the the actors know what what we're looking for, listening for. That helps because, you know, when you're when you're an actor and you've got an audition, the more you know about what the um, what they want, the, the more you can bring that quality of yourself forward. Right. And then she'll do then she'll like vet them. So she'll listen to all the auditions and go, OK, that one fits the what we are. She's listening for and that one doesn't. And, you know, narrow it down. Yeah. Right. These are long books, like the standard audio book, what, four or five hours? What, what do you think the average length is? Uh, yeah, I would say even more these days, you know, we're often seeing books that are like, you know, seven to 10, 15. We did one recently that was about 36. Wow. Yeah. So this is a long time to be with another voice, too. It's not just like a podcast for like uh, or me, 45 yeah. minutes. It's yeah. Half a day. I mean, so, so it's yeah, a very important if- it is, you know, you're, yeah, it's, it's intimate and, and it's a lot of time to spend with somebody. And so you, you know, if somebody has a, a real like edge to their voice or something, you know, after a while that, that may not work out well, you know? Um, so, and yeah. Becky, you just published a book. So you've done the process yourself as an author as well, correct? I did. And it was actually really interesting um, because so my book, The Left Turn, Two Lives, Worlds Apart, it's a parallel universe story. And um, it's written in from two per- point of views. So we have Hannah and James. And I knew early on that I wanted, uh, so the chapters are alternating between them. And I knew that I wanted two narrators. I also knew that I, I would do Hannah, of course. <laughs> but... Um, what was fascinating to me was, you know, we we did I did the whole full process. You know, I we did the casting call. I got several great voices, some of our top talent in uh, pro audio voices. And I was surprised at how hard it was for me to select between them. They were all great. All the ones that I had in my like they were top five. Um, but each one brought did one aspect of it just slightly closer to what I was after. And then, and any of them would have done a great job. So I, I picked one. I worked with, uh, with J.S. Arquin. And, um, and then in the, and then in the, in the reviewing process, it was, uh, it was really fun to just close my eyes and listen to the story being told. Because, and, and I, I encourage this for, for other authors as well. When you're listening, instead of having the text in front of you and, and trying to make sure did they get every word right, just experience it as a listener would, you know, as your audience will. It was great. It was such a delight. <laughs> right, and this book just got published too, right? Your, your it did. Book. Yes. Very recently out there. Uh, well, what genre again would you place this book into? Fictional... I would, yeah, this is fiction. It's metaphysical fiction or um, magical realism are the ones that, that come closest to it. Yeah. So then you can see your production of this, how 
Pro Audio Voices does a, a book. It's important. It's really interesting to talk with you because it's giving me insight into this whole new this new whole new area of the book industry, but also the thought that's going into it. Like you yeah. really do have to put a lot of thought, a lot of places to get it right. Yeah. Because it, sometimes it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, you know, I, I think that there's, um, I think a lot of people are, are kind of just skimming over the process and missing out on, on so much uh, that, that is available. I, I think of that, especially in the, the pre-production process, you know, just getting ready, making sure that it's, really um you know that it's going to create the kind of that kind of listener experience that that we're after you know and so you've published other books too so this isn't just your first book is that right it's not my first book it's my first novel um i have done a couple of kids books and a couple not few nonfiction books um about audiobook production and when on your web Website where it says 149 audiobooks narrated. Is that you specifically, or is that your company? That's me personally. Oh, wow. um, and yeah. then uh, that may have gone up since I put that up there. Even um, our company has produced hundreds. <laughs> I don't know what the number is at this point. <laughs> Keeps growing. So, so uh, the reason I'm saying that is that you aren't a, just a hands-off CEO. You've done the work, labored yeah. in the vineyard, so to speak. Yeah, I so you know the experience. I do, and you know, I um, as I said, I came from it. I came to it from the the theater side of things, from a from the performance side, and um, and I, you know, I think actually also my production experience because I've worked in all aspects of theater as well, everything from producing, directing, dramaturgy, uh, performance, props, uh, all kinds of things. You know, I love theater overall. And I think that has really helped as well in terms of my big picture thinking about audiobooks. But once, so I started off, you know, as a narrator. And then when I started my company, it was still as a, as a solopreneur, pretty much wearing all the hats. And it was about sort of end of 2017, beginning of, Wait a minute. No, that's not right. Yeah, no, that's about right. Uh, about the end of 2017, beginning of 2018, that um, I just made some shifts that started to make a dramatic difference and really step into it in a big way. And our company has just grown tremendously uh, over that time. And now we have we have four employees and... Um, a lot, many core team members who are contractors uh, from all over the world, in addition to about 500 narrators and audio engineers, again, all over the world, clients all over the world. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. Uh, I mean, that's really, you're kind of following that arc of this audiobook growth. It's really something else. So it's, yeah. Congratulations. Very important. Too. Yeah. I think that's yeah. kind of what you put across in this last 45 minutes. Um, in this book, this new book that you just put out, The Left Turn, Two Lives, Worlds Apart, is that going to be one of your first books on Amplify? It is. Yes, it is. So people can um, check out. Then you can support <laughs> your your local author, Becky Parker, right. guys, if you go there and listen to this first. Um, right. We've covered a lot of territory. I've learned a lot. 
um, a lot of thoughts differently. I think that you can think that listeners who may not even be in the book industry can see that there's a whole new side to these stories, this audio, and a lot of thought yeah. going in there. It's very important. Is there anything you'd like to add or anything I missed? I mean, I can put in the show notes a link to your website, to your book, and hopefully to Amplify, whenever that's ready. But Yeah, uh, yeah just going to our website, proaudiovoices.com, will be the best place to find Amplify right now. Um, and probably ongoing. Um, yeah, I think um, if there's anything else, I, I guess I would just say uh, just encouragement to, you know, look into Amplify because it is, um, from my perspective, it is it is for the listeners, it is for the authors, and it is also to make a dramatic change in the industry that I think is timely. It's so needed because the the very people who are creating the content that that we love that is changing our lives. I mean, every day, you know, when you when you read a book, or you listen to a book, it changes you in some way, right? So we're like the as authors, the story spinners, you know, and we're we're making a big difference. The way that we as listeners of audiobooks can help make that big difference is through supporting the authors and Amplify is the best way to do that. Yeah, it's like going to your local bookstore and supporting them through that, through, through is, keeping it, that culture alive too. Exactly. I mean, especially when you see that variance between what Audible and Amazon's giving you without a lot any it's like uh, a mystery box or something like why am I ended up with this I just yeah. send me the money don't figure it out with some yeah. transparency it sounds like through Amplify I think authors would be very I'm interested in it so yeah yeah uh, hopefully other authors will listen and pick that up and go to pro or audio voices and check that out.com and yeah. do you have social media or is it social media under your company or yourself uh, we do. Uh, we're out there both as the company and me as author on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. I think that's all. Congratulations uh, on your success. I think that's awesome that you have that many employees. I didn't know you had all the employees and that many, that much talent, that roster of a talent. So hopefully people who want to do an audiobook can find a good fit, a uh, good talent fit through you. Yeah. And we were always open, you know, we start off with a, with a free call, you know, just a discovery call. Cause we want to make sure that we're in alignment with the author. If we're not a good fit, then, you know, let's not do it. But if we are, then, you know, we, we just love working with authors. Awesome. And that's on the websites. Both websites have phone numbers. So yes. people, if you hear this, you can just pick it up and you will see the links to these two websites, Becky's website and Pro Audio Voices in the show notes so people can just click on that. But thank you so much for your time. Really uh, fascinating conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate being here. Stay there. Okay. Stay there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.